Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Welcome everybody, we are back, Hachzik, and this is day number two in the Halakha Pirkei Avis, of Rabbeinu Yainaz Pirish on Pirkei Avis, and we're so excited, let's get right into it. We are in the middle of the first Mishnah, so although this is day two, we are in the middle of the first Mishnah, and the Anshik Nasa had told us three things, taught us though three things. The first we saw was you had to be and we explain what it meant to be so serious about your judgment. And now the second, and set for yourself many Talmidim, many students. Says the Hillel Rabbeinu Yaina, Kedas Beis Hillel, like the way Beis Hillel went about it. Let's see. Only teach the best of the best. Shenemar, Kol Chayshir Teach everybody. Teach a hundred. Why? Because out of the hundred, hopefully you're going to get ten that are good. And if you have ten, then teach ten. Why? Which one of them are going to be the ones to carry on? This one or that one? And hey, if it works, it works for everybody. But let's face it. You should really, really invest, you know, just what we call trying to make that portfolio much bigger, multiply that portfolio, make it as big as possible, as diverse as possible. And it's like a story of Hillel. Listen to this incredible story of Bain Yaina brings from Yerushalmi. Because you might have Hillel, Shekin is a cult of All right. He had all his, all his Talmudim together. Talmudai, Yeish Khan Kulcha, is everybody here? Amru Lohen, yeah, we're all here. No, yeah, there's one little guy missing, but he really doesn't. It's not the best of us. You know, whatever. He said to them, No, you got to bring that little kid too. Or the one who's the smallest from all of them. Why? Because in the future, the whole door is going to come from his leadership. He's going to be the one in charge. And who was he? So obviously we don't push away the little guys because of the big guys. Because one day those little kid goats are going to become he goats. They're going to become the biggest ones there. So this is saying like base Hillel, have a lot of Talmidim, you never know. And I, I, I would take this a step further. You should have a lot in your Talmidim, meaning not just the numbers over here like it's saying, but within the Talmidim themselves, put as much as you can. You may think that it's not affecting you may think that it's not getting there. Still, go ahead, put it in. It's being Zorea. It's finding its place. It's sowing its seed in the mind. I can't tell you how many Talmudim have told me years later of things they've done or challenges they've gotten past. And it was because of an idea that they had heard from me or from a different rabbi from years past, and it really resonated. We have no clue. So never push away the smaller ones. Always pull them in. Nobody's too small to be able to be taught. Nobody's too far to be able to give up on. And within them themselves, be sure to keep on giving them as much as you can. And then the next idea is, the third and final idea taught to us in Pirkei Avot from the Ashkenazi is that we make a fence for the Torah. you got to watch my watching, safeguard my safeguards. 
making this guard, making this fence, making this boundary, saying that I don't go past this, that is the most incredible thing. Making sure that you make such a wide gap between yourself and ever breaking a mitzvah, between yourself and ever coming close to Navera, that you just won't ever come close to it. You know, in the world today, we have so many different things that have been made mutter. You're watching me right now on a device that I imagine has the ability for internet because you're watching this either on a website or on a WhatsApp group. Maybe you're listening on a phone to the audio, but for the most part. So just know that what you have on right now, this particular teaching has everything to do with you. You make a siyog around what it is that you're watching me on. You make a boundary. You make a filter. You make 10 filters. You lock that thing up as much as you humanly can because the Eight Sahara has his ways of demanding of the human mind. And anybody who thinks that they're smart enough and listen to these words, anybody who thinks, I don't need a siyog. That those who go and they make these fences, they go and they do that, it shows such a greater love of Hashem than anybody who just does the mitzvah itself. Because you don't find somebody who loves mitzvahs like somebody who goes and cares enough to put boundaries around it. You know, if you just brought home $50,000 in cash, in $10, $20, $100 bills, you're going to make sure you have a safe. You're going to make sure that you have this thing. We'll never have the world go and attack it or take it away from you. You want to make a siyug around it. You don't want it to ever get hurt. You don't want it to ever come to ruin. But if you do it without putting any kind of a boundary around it, it kind of shows us no, it's good. You like doing mitzvahs, but but if it should slip through my fingers, I, I lost fifty thousand dollars. Said nobody ever. There's no concept of oh, I just lost it. No, no, no. It means that what that mitzvah means to you to begin with is only about three dollars fifty cents. You know, I remember uh, hearing. I, I don't remember which my my sure we heard it from. So I, I can't give you a name, but I remember him giving a, a certain kind of an advice. Said how much? How much is your first seder worth to you? Well, it depends. What will cause you to answer a phone call in the middle of first seder and go running out because of it? That's really you know what it comes down to. Which was such an incredible thing. What is the mitzvah worth to you? Is it not enough that you're going to make a siyug? Is it not enough that you're going to go and put some kind of a getter around it? And he doesn't care if stuff got broken, although because bad things happen to those people who allowed the get there to be broken, he gets uh, bitten by a snake. Listen to this. The words of the Chachamim, these boundaries, they are the foundations. They are the trees for the Yerushalayim. That is everything. It's the Ikar of the world. It's where everything gets built on. But the mitzvot themselves in the end, only They are only actually going to be the add-ons to it. Now, it's fascinating to look at it that way, but ultimately it's true because if not for those words of the rabbis, then you wouldn't have had those mitzvot. It wouldn't have been, meaning finally you get to do the mitzvah for real because of all of those boundaries that the Chachamim set. Moving on to the next Mishnah. 
trying to get in as much as we can. Shimon Atzadik, I'm Shrek Nasadik Adolu, who I Omer. He was from the leftover on the Anshik Nasagadol. He would say, On three things the world stands, Al Torah, on Torah, and we'll see what that means, service, and on doing incredible acts of kindness to people. So Shimon Atzadik was from the leftover of the Knesset and Rabbeinu Yonikadarka Bakadish gives us a little bit of history. He tells us the Masada Yuma. I'll just say it out loud really quick. He was the one to walk out when Alexander the Great came to come destroy Yerushalayim because he was told by the Goim that live next door that the Yidin aren't the ones who are praying for you and out comes Alexander the Great with his army ready to come and to pounce on Yerushalayim Shimon HaTzadik takes a little retinue of Kohanim along with him Shimon HaTzadik was dressed in the Kohen garb and when he walks up Alexander the Great sees him Alexander the Great comes down from his horse he falls to his knees and he bows. Now, I can only imagine that if the king bows, then his hundred thousand soldiers behind him all make a deafening sound as their spears and shields and swords fall to the ground, and they too fall to the knee and bow. And for one moment, the world looked the way it was meant. He stands up, and all of his soldiers say, King Alexander, my high, <laughs> what's going on? And he said, these aren't people who are going against me. I see, and here it is, In front of all my wars inside the heaven, I would see an image of this Kohen Gadol going to battle to destroy things in front of me. This, my friends, was Shimon HaTzadik. These are three things he said. The world was created for these things. And here Rabbi Yona goes to explain to us, that later on, the Mishnah is going to tell us, that later on, we talk about the three things that the world still exists for. But over here, it's telling us, Omed, that it was initially set in place. What does this mean? The idea is, Hashem created the world for these things. To initiate the world, Hashem decided, I'll only put it if I have these three things. These three things. What is that? Tyrat said to Hashem that it is for me that you're creating the world and that ultimately they will be Makayami. What's Pshat that the Tyrat went and spoke to him just really quick, the Ramban, in the beginning of his Akdama, the Tyrat tells us that if you would take all the over 300,000 letters inside the Torah and you would mix them in a certain way, it will, and then you would learn the Tyrat, you would get the reality of what the infinite Hashem is. Really, the Torah, in some incredible way, beyond the human understanding, is explaining to us the actuality of Hashem Himself. So certainly the Torah, which is the Avishta, went and said, create the world to be able to connect to this Avishta, and they will have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.